If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to perfect mode, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Welcome to Perfect Mode. Welcome to Perfect Mode. And first off, let me start by telling y'all that we love y'all. We're grateful for the opportunity to be anywhere sharing our thoughts, hopefully in helping you realize you're perfect because you are perfect. And the reason why we can unapologetically say that is because I know that you are a numero uno, one of one. You cannot be replicated. And the only way that you would think that you're not perfect is if you're looking at somebody else and saying, I'm not them. But guess what? You are you and that's all you need. And of course, it's yours truly. Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor, and I have my boy Jay Clay, spiritual rapper and teacher, and we about to get into it today, and it's going to be a great day. So what up, Jay? What's up? <clears throat> happy day, happy day. Season four. Um, Season man, we've been four. doing this. Well, we just completed three whole years of perfect mode, and this is the start of the fourth. Uh, man, that's dope. I, and, and again, I, I never thought we'd be doing it this long. I never thought I'd get so much joy from doing this. Never thought it will have so many just positive effects, but yeah, man. It's, it's and, and, and before before we get into it, I, I want to just touch on what you just said real quick. You never thought it would be going this long, but you never thought you would get so much joy. And that's the beauty of everything that we always try to let everybody know. You do things for the love, you do it for the joy, and there's no time limit on love and joy. You just keep on being in love and joyous, and it can take you from now to eternity. And so, you know, I love that, bro, because I have the same sentiment as you. Like, I never knew, but the one thing that I can tell you that I look forward to every week, man, is jumping on, expressing who we are, showing people that they can do the same thing, and giving and hopefully empowering people to be able to do the same thing that we're doing. But Jay, I want you to kick out this topic for us today, man. Since it's season four, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Yeah, man, that the boundaries, man. Um, I've been hearing a lot, they say create creating boundaries is healthy. And I don't know if I agree with that. Like it's it's because you can have a tendency to get trapped in the boundaries you create, and then you wonder why you feel so secluded and, and just cut off from the world in a sense, or just not in sync. Um I want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk about is could it really be healthy to create boundaries? Are there some boundaries that are healthy and some that are not? Are all or none? Um, yeah, all of it. So, so I guess let, kicking it off, just to give you my first frame of thought, when you said when we when we talk about what we would consider to be the unhealthy part of setting boundaries, and I'm going to tell you what my thoughts are on that, and it's. It's about the world that you create with the boundaries. Because, and what I mean by that is, if I say that 
you know, I'm not going to be around these people. Or I'm not going to do these things. From the moment I make that determination, then I start to craft a world that's tied to that. This is the reason why I don't want to be around these people. This is the reason why I don't want to do these things. I start to deem things bad or negative, or I start to deem things in a sense that I cannot touch. And I know that I've gone uh, uh, a number of times in my life where I've literally created a boundary on something. And then when I later changed my mind, I felt like I missed out on something. I felt like I missed the boat on a friendship. Um, I found out that uh, what I thought was not true. And it was not what my initial thought was. It was what I created because of the boundary that I set. But that's just my first frame of thought. But go ahead, bro. Yeah. I mean, even me, when I, when I was thinking about this, I, I was thinking about some boundaries I've created, too. And even some that I still have that, again, I didn't realize I have, which is why I like these conversations, because it gets me to look at myself and realize, oh, man, I have that boundary, for example. So I like planning. Right. But then let's say. I execute a plan and it is others involved and maybe the others involved might've dropped the ball or, or something. I don't like that, but it, but I'm cool with just going with the flow. So it's like, if the plan wasn't made, like the, the, that boundary wasn't set, then I wouldn't have jumped in it. But the answer isn't to not plan anymore because planning so much comes from planning, but it's to realize the plan is not going to go according to plan. Things are going to go wrong. People are going to mess up, including myself, and to just roll with the punches always, uh, so to speak. You know what that makes me think of? It's, it's funny that in creating boundaries for yourself, you create boundaries for other people. Damn. And the reality of it is you cannot create boundaries for other people, especially if you're at ends with the boundaries that you have for yourself. Because that's when, when you said it, it was like, for me, I'm setting this stage and this is the way that it has to go. Now in me setting this stage, y'all have to perform in this way too. And because y'all don't perform in this way, now I'm going to remove myself from the situation because my boundaries say I cannot deal with people that don't have my boundaries. And it's crazy that we can be so complex in mentality, but so simple with reaction. But go ahead, Jay. Man, well, since you brought that up, we might as well talk about the, the titles. Because man, I, that yeah. that's the... That's the biggest problems in relationships in general, like any kind of relationships, romantic, friendship, whatever, uh, family, relative. The title holds a meaning in your mind and it, it probably holds a different meaning in another person's mind. And when people aren't living up to that meaning that you gave it, even though they didn't agree to these the standards of that that meaning, it causes problems. And I, and I didn't realize that until you just said, we create boundaries for other people. And I was like, how do we create boundaries for other people? But we do, because we say, you gotta, you gotta live like this if you want to be around me, or you gotta, you know, and it, it, you, you, you lose something there. Like it's, I don't know. It, it, yeah. People can't be themselves. Bro, listen to me, man. And I'm, I'm not lying to you. And this is, shout out to my wife, Charnay Washington, dopest on the planet. But like, there have been times, man, where, we got into the simplest argument over a word. And it was because of my interpretation of it and her interpretation of it. She's saying that she's not meaning this. And I'm saying, yes, you are meaning this to me, meaning this because this is what this word means. And she would come back and tell me, well, this is not what this word means. And it's the funniest part about it all in these situations, we would go to the dictionary, right? 
And then in the dictionary, it would have a different meaning than both of us have. It would be more direct based off of whatever their interpretation is. And again, that's the, that's that's just a simple example. But there have been plenty of times in just communication, like you said, in relationship, we've deemed this is what a relationship looks like. I feel like every relationship requires something. Chief feels like every relationship doesn't require something, right? Now, th this is what's funny about it. She would tell me, well, my re relationships don't require anything, but this is what they have to have. And she doesn't look at that as a requirement. And it's that little word or these boundaries that we said that makes us disconnected. And it's something that we all have to work through in different way, forms of fashions. But like this is that is it. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I, I, I talked to guys about this and I don't know if it's the same for women, but like. Guys can see their, their their potential partners or whatever as just perfect, just perfect. But as soon as that title comes, things change. You got to act accordingly because you're my something. You're my this, my that. It's like we put that property on them. Uh, but, it, but again, it's the same thing for family members. It's like my parent, you're my parents. You're supposed to do this. You're my sibling. You're supposed to do this. You're my cousin. You're my best friend. You're supposed to do this. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I can be this to you, but this doesn't mean I'm obligated to do anything. And again, like we we only in our own mind put these boundaries up on other people, but we also put it in on ourselves too. We're saying these are, this is the only way I can interact with you ever. So it's like, again, you lose out on that creativity and creativity is life. No, what's funny about it is, is that the same, those same boundaries that we set on other people, we won't set for ourselves within their life, right? So as an example, if I have a cousin that talks loud all the time, I would tell them, well, hey, when you're around me, you have to temper your emotions, your attitude. You got to be more uh, calm and cool when you're around me because I'm seeing their life as chaotic, right? That's just my own you know, opinion of it, right? But there, there's never a time where I say, well, this is the way that their life is. So whenever I'm around them, I'm going to be more, in my mind, again, chaotic, more uh, aggressive, more loud when that's what they might want as well. They might be like, you're too quiet when you're around me. You're too, you're too simple. Like people think that you're uh, to yourself or you're bougie or you don't want to be like, you're, uh, you're antisocial. Like you need to be more social. But again, from my standpoint, only thing we're thinking about is, well, when, I'm, when you're around me or in my world, this is how you need to be. But we don't think about stepping into our world and how that might appear or might come off either. Go ahead, Jay. Well, well I will say, we, we will do something for them, but it's still under our own ego. So like, oh. so like somebody be like, I did this for you. I sacrificed, I did this, I did this all for you. And you're like, I didn't ask you to do that. You know what I mean? Like we, it's, it's something again in your own mind, you define how the relationship is supposed to be without even running it by them to see if they're cool with it. And you just, you, you, you may change your own behaviors, even though you don't want to, but you think that's what it means to be in that type of whatever relationship you deem that relationship to be. And and again, like that, like they say, the the root of most problems are communication. Is because yeah, you're you're not in one accord of what the nature of the relationship is, or better yet, just don't define it. Just just be. Yeah, no, I I 100 agree. It's 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 crazy, man. And the the what's about it is even from a relationship standpoint to your own self goals and pr productivity, it's the exact same thing because you're 
a lot of the things that we do are still tied to other people but we don't see that we like to exclude everybody from our plans as if we don't have to interact with anybody in order to make things work go ahead jay yeah you put something on my mind because that's true i will just go forward with stuff i won't tell nobody i mean it's it's, it's it, that's not necessarily a bad thing but at the same time if we are interacting with people on a regular basis and we have a vested interest in each other's future like plans should be shared um and yeah and that that's a boundary too that I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out are you there did you freeze on me we might we might have lost troy <laughs> can you hear me <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you. I, you had cut out for a second. And I, I know it's probably me, too, because I'm all out in the middle of anywhere. But again, even our reaction right now, you know what I mean? Being in, in circumstances, situations, you're always trying to be in, in, in a control that you don't have to be in a control of. And sometimes you have to just be able to just continue to move and 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 be agreeable. That's the best word that I can think of to how the interaction is supposed to go. Because again, the, the problem with that boundary is now because it's not meeting what we thought, now there's some type of struggle or some type of fight that has to ensue. Like, because you're not agreeable to how it looks right now, I have to fight you. Now I'm setting another, I'm setting another stage or a, 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 another, um, you know, standard in, in a sense to say that because my my situation or my boundaries or the way it looks is not being met i have to fight you about it go ahead jay yeah today um on the basketball court the last play that caused us to lose the game uh a teammate he, he kind of threw it away it was like three open people he went in and passed it to a guy and but the guy wasn't there and you know and usually that like that guy he he'll get on people for not doing stuff so after the game, I, you know, I just went to him privately. I was like, man, you know, there's three people open. He was like, oh, when I threw it away, I was like, he's like, yeah. He was like, man, um, he was like the guy I thought he was going to, you know, cut and be right there. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you realize, but I think you have a basketball mind that is more elevated than most of the people that you usually play with. And uh, he, he, he kind of laughed, but I, I was dead serious. And his expectations are a lot different. And it causes him to sometimes fight his teammates because – he sees the game on a level that everyone else might not see it because of his basketball mind and his training and things. And so other people are like, man, I'm wide open. We, we at the spot. So you're not looking for us. He's looking to make the elevated play, which is probably the right thing to do. But it, it's just, it just shows how that miscommunication can be there. And to what you said causes a fight. Look, my, 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 my five-year-old shouts out to Brody. He, again, he's crafting his world as we speak. He doesn't know what his boundaries, his limitations, or how his boundaries are supposed to be tied into other people's as well, right? So what he always asks me is when he does something, he'll look at me and say, Daddy, are you mad at me? Now, this is something that I could potentially be mad at, but I'm not wanting him to think that I'm mad at him because of something that he's choosing to do for himself, even though I don't agree to it, right? And so a lot of times I'm like, no, nah, I'm not mad. I just wish that you would do something different, right? But he asked me all the time. And that, you know, to me, is a, a, it, it, it shows, number one, how these boundaries start to 
to start to be created, right? Because now if I'm upset, now he's going to say that, all right, if these people do these things around me, then I'm supposed to be mad at them or I'm supposed to react a certain way. And again, for me, it's, it's always a learning process anyway, because sometimes I am mad. I just don't want him to recognize me being mad because I don't want him to be like me. I want him to be able to overcome that, especially if it's something that he's willing to talk to me about. And that shows that there's communication that's trying to be made. And that's, again, that's just a prime example for us as adults that, you know, even if we don't feel like we're operating within boundaries or somebody's not operating within our boundaries, a com um, the conversation, if you're willing to have that, can change the whole dynamic of the relationship. And for, for, again, for me and Brody, I always tell him every single time, no, I'm not mad, man. And he'd be like, well, what, what's wrong? Well, I'm just trying to deal with what I'm experiencing right now because it's new to me. And I don't expect you to do that, but I'm not upset with you. Go ahead, Jay. Man, um, two things came to mind. That is a Jedi mind trick um, to ask somebody, are you mad at me? Because one, nobody wants to be mad. So like, if they, if they don't intend to be mad, they'll check themselves. But if you're trolling them, they're really going to get mad if you ask them, are you mad at me? Like it, it, It's like the, the, the perfect thing to say. So, yeah, kudos. But, but, kudos that's Brody or TJ that say that? That's Brody. That's Brody, okay. the five-year-old. Yeah. And, and again, it is a check. It is a check because the reality of it is you don't want to be mad. You don't want to have these boundaries set up. You don't want to set unrealistic expectations. But not only for other people, it's a check for yourself because it makes you look at the boundaries that you have set. It makes you look at the way that you're looking at life and looking at how I don't want to I don't want to say serious, but how much um, weight you're giving things that shouldn't really have weight that they're giving. Now, again, that doesn't mean you can't have it for yourself but also with this interaction with other people that we're talking about, which again, creates all these other limitations for you yourself. And it is a Jedi mind trick. And I, and I appreciate him. I appreciate my kids every day because they teach me more than everybody, especially when I am able to look outside of myself. Uh, but um, maybe that is something that you should be able to ask yourself or with, with any limitation or with anything you go through. Am I really mad or, is this really a boundary for mine? Do I really want this to hold me back? Do I really think this should be something that um, I should say only if this happens? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, and, and the way I look at boundaries are kind of like judgments or, or limitations. So like every time you judge something, you limit it because you're, it can only be that way. Or like you don't, you, it's like you put a definite marker in your mind of something that just can't be possible anymore. So for an example, if, um, I don't know, if you say jumping off a building or off your roof, a one-story roof is good, right? For example, or it's bad, then you could never experience that. Like that's that's always bad. You can never have fun jumping into a roof, uh, to a pool off of a roof. Or so. That's a bad example. But pretty much just, just imagine like making a lot of judgments where half of it is good, half of it is bad. And then you make hundreds of those every day. And then the next day you make a hundred more, a hundred more. Like your box of what's good is so small that you almost can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You're, you're weary of everything and, and everyone around you. People you don't know, they, you might look at them as, as some kind of enemy or something. All because 
you've trapped yourself in this box of all of these limits of all of these boundaries based on these judgments that you made and which is why you know forgiveness is so heavily so heavily pushed because that's saying i forgive this judgment i, I will i will just let it be i'm not going to set this limit i'm not going to set this boundary let things be as they are so I, I don't i don't think that i don't think that's a bad example though bro like i think that was a perfect example yeah because look at 42 now at 42 years old i have to i'm training myself to say i'm going to try new things now the funniest part about me saying i need to try new things they're not new things that i've never witnessed before or i have never seen before or i had never been around before they're new things that I just decided not to try because of the limitations that I set by me saying that I'm not going to jump off that roof. Now, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, we're not telling nobody to go jump off a roof. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a roof, right? But look, like, <laughs> before we went on, before I started fasting, I never ate guacamole. I never ate avocados. I never ate tomatoes. I never ate all of this stuff. And there was a time in my life where I was like, I'm never eating this stuff. It's nasty, right? One of my favorite things to eat in this world, and, and I'm saying it this way because you can't say think because it's such a small thing that it cannot bring you that much joy, right? Yeah. I love pico. I love guacamole. Like, I love these things. Like, there's never a time when I eat them where I'm not happy. Now, if we're talking about life and you choosing happiness, which means no boundaries in a lot of senses, you can't, you can't minimize these things, right? So like every time I eat them, I'm happy. I'm even happy to tell people how good they are. And the, the, the thing is, I took so long of my life to be able to enjoy that part of it. You know what I'm saying? And so um, <laughs> there's so many of these things that we do to ourselves. And, and you're right. They add up to something big. They add up to you being in a little box that it's not that you can't be happy in your box. I'm not saying that you can't be happy in your box because I've been happy in my box, but there's so much that I could have, so much more that I could have been happy about or that I missed out on or that I, I took too long to enjoy. Go ahead, Jay. No, 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 no. People are very happy in their box. It's just that their box yeah. gets smaller and smaller. So it's like you have this great big world, but you're in this tiny little box. And so you're wondering why you can't go out there. You're wondering why, you know, it's like, you're, you're scared. You're, you're, you're fearful to try new things. And, and yeah, like even like like you said, like even jumping off a roof. I still remember as a kid, we had this um, this like front porch in front of our house. And when I was little, it was probably maybe double the height of me. But me and my friends would always jump off it like it was nothing. And probably somebody watching us today, an adult might say, y'all going to have bad knees. But I don't have bad knees. I have great <laughs> knees. And I like and I and I, I did this, but but even now I don't know if I would just jump off something that's twice my height now, uh, because of the 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 maybe the fears that I have let in or the the things is like oh maybe that's not safe you shouldn't do that now, and in reality we can and we can be all right from. It. You know um, what this entire conversation is making me think about too, um, about boundaries and 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 the stuff that you want around you and the people that you want around you. Um, today when I, I got up and I, I ran earlier than I, I normally do. So I got on the treadmill, but when I was on the treadmill, um, I happened to be watching TV. And, uh, one of the things that came on was family matters. 
And I was like, you know what? Let me sit back and watch Family Matters. I'm going to watch it. And this was an episode where um, Steve Urkel had something happen. I forgot if it was his appendix or something like it erupted or whatever. And he collapsed in the Winslow's house. And now the thing is, the boundaries that the Winslow's have for him all the time is they just don't want him around. They don't ever want this kid to be around because he's so annoying, right? So when he came to their house and he collapsed, Carl said the first thing he thought when he collapsed was he didn't believe him, right? And then when he found out that he was hurt, he was happy that he wasn't going to be around. Like, oh, I'm happy that he's going to be around. Like, finally, I've rid myself of this kid. And so Carl ends up going and, um, you know, he he he's, uh, he he's stops this robber from robbing something. He gets shot in, the, shot in his butt. And then when he's in, he gets shot in his butt, he goes to the hospital and they put him in the hospital next to 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 uh, Urkel They're in the same room in the beds next to each other, and he still is agitated. Like I do not want this kid in here. Like he's on my nerves. He's he's invading my space. All I want to do is just be asleep. And so he tells him, "I don't want you to talk to me no more while we're in here. I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Essentially, like just leave me alone. I just want to rest." And Urkel's like, "Okay, cool. I, I'll give you that." And so he gets up and he goes to the restroom. And when he goes to the restroom, the person who he robs, I mean, who he's caught, his brother comes in. And he's coming in to kill Carl. And Urkel comes back into the room. He sneaks up behind the dude and hit him in the head with a pee pen and saves his life. And he tells him, man, when you first went down, all I wanted was for you to be away from me. And now you came back and saved my life. And Urkel said, he said, you know what that tells me? And Urkel said, yeah, that you still need work and I'm just fine. And I thought that was just an amazing moment. Like, because the reality of it, again, when it comes to these boundaries, you think that you don't want these things to be around you. You think that they're not of you. You think that they're supposed to be apart from you. But the moment when you can least expect, if you're willing, if, if, if the opportunity presents itself, it can be there to be that thing to to be the moment to help you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what yeah. this whole thing made me think about. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Well, one thing I found, too, is like for the things that have annoyed me the most. If I just take that deep breath and accept it <laughs> and like once you start to accept it, it doesn't come up anymore. Like or it might. And it doesn't even matter. It's not even a big thing. Like once you just accept stuff and just kind of just let it be like, well, that just is what it is. Like, it, it just doesn't bother you. Even even traffic, like traffic was something that used to bother me. It's not even a thing anymore. Um, it, it, it's, it's so many things, but we don't we don't realize it's only occurring to make us better, because once we can overcome that hurdle, there's nothing to it. So my, my question for you then is, is there anything is there any such thing as a healthy boundary? Like, are, are some boundaries needed? or maybe even for a time. See, it's tricky, man, because I, and again, I think this is all about conditioning. My mind is telling me, it's screaming to me right now to say, yeah, there are some boundaries that have to be there, but my heart is telling me where are those boundaries at? Because I can't think of any, I can't think of a boundary in my life that I need to set now. Now, if you're saying that, hey, if I'm saying that, you know, like I, I can't really think of any, you know what I'm saying? Because 
even when it comes to people, like the reason why I use the Urkel story as an example is because the biggest boundaries that I think that we try to set is with people, right? And and then I think about all the people that I have in my life and the reason why they're there, whether I'm appreciative of them in every moment or not. And the thing is, I should be appreciative of them in every moment whether it looks the way that I want it to look or not anyway, because I have chosen for them to be in my life. And I think that's where the hangup is because, you know, there's a word that always floats around when it comes and that's toxic or people that are not living their life the same way that I live mine. But why should I expect anybody that doesn't have the exact same circumstances, that does not have the exact same um, components of their life is me to live it the way that I live it. And that's where I think that I have to draw my line. But go ahead, Jay, what about you? Yeah, so I, I was thinking on this, cause I mean, like, of course there are some boundaries. Like I, I, I lock my house at night, you know, but thinking about it, I'm just thinking about like communities before they were just houses. They might've been huts or something close together. And I'm sure it was a different feeling. Like when you, when you, if you have to be fearful of your stuff being taken, it's like, is it even worth having? You know what I mean? Like, is, is, is that stress worth it? And if we lived a little more freer in a sense, we would feel freer. Like we wouldn't feel the burden of having to take care of all these things, of all these responsibilities, but really that's just based on the, the boundaries we set, the limits we set. And, it, and it's, it's not necessarily, I'm not saying it's the individual's fault either, because it is a cultural thing, but to start bringing awareness of it, we can start taking down some of these boundaries in a sense. So, so I'll say this too, because I, I didn't catch everything because my, maybe it was my internet was jacked up, but you said the boundaries may be your house, right? And um, just, I want to bring it back because I know you might've said it, but what kind of boundaries would you set for your house? Like what kind of barriers yeah, like I said, like I mean, really be? Yeah, like I, I do like the house. Um, I probably wouldn't just want anybody just walking in at any time. But let's say I didn't have that boundary, it would change how my house is organized. It would probably change how I, I act in it, in a sense. Like it would, it would probably be like a like, come on in. It's, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's different. But it since there is a thing of protect your valuables. Um, hide this or you know like it's, it's 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 almost like a burden to carry when you think about it you know what that makes we've lost troy <laughs> we'll give him a second anybody that's watching right now if you have any boundaries that you think are needed that you like nah nah jake lay nah troy this boundary has to be kept and I have to use this boundary. Feel free to let us know in the comments. Hold on, we got Troy back, it looks like. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm back in there, man, my bad. I don't, I, it just cut me out. But you know what that makes me think about though, bro? Like when we were in, again, I didn't catch it all, but when we were in North Carolina, I mean, uh, not, not North, North Dakota, right? Yeah. And we were blown away that they just left their doors unlocked. Do you remember that? 
Yeah. Like they 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 did they just left their doors a lot and we was gone all day, all night. And now again, I'm not saying don't lock your doors. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that like you don't want people in your house that you don't want in your house. I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people in my house that I don't want in my house. But the thing is, people don't just want to come in my house. Like the only time somebody it's which we would we have a definition called an intruder, right? Somebody that's essentially coming to take something out of your house that you don't want. But generally, most people don't just come in, like, because nobody went to their house while we were there. Yeah. And it's just an, 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 an amazing concept, but they also seem free. They also seem like they were not worried. And they seem like they were just having fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what that really means, but I don't think, I, I, I don't think that putting a lock on your door is creating a, a necessarily a boundary. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more tied to like who I, I welcome here. Who do I welcome into this into this place? And who would you not want at your house that's in your life? You know what I'm saying? That you actually are tied to. But, but see, and that's that's why I say it's kind of like a it's more of a cultural boundary. Like, okay, what you brought up in North Dakota is a, is a perfect example. I feel like people in that community are all on similar levels. So it's not, it's not really a, and this is from the outside looking at it. So if anybody's from North Dakota and y'all like, that's not true. Forgive me. Um, but, it, but it's like people are kind of evenly matched on the status where it's like, nah, we're community. We're looking out for you. That's so-and-so. That's so-and-so. We're not going to do anything wrong. And I, and I don't know if you remember in North Dakota, um, they had said the day before somebody had stole their bike, but then they left a better one there and we didn't believe them. But we later throughout the course of the trip ended up believing them because of the things we saw. We saw people in the bars leaving their phones in the middle station, going to the bathroom, coming back and picking up their phones like nobody was stealing anything. Nobody had that that kind of malicious intent to sneak in people's houses or nothing. And every house we went to, People would just walk in, no key, and it and it's it was like a, a beautiful feeling even there. It was like, man, this is this is so cool and peaceful. And at the same time, you wouldn't even want to steal anything because you wouldn't want to disrupt that balance that has been created in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew he was gonna lose Troy after that. He didn't hear a word I said. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's. It's one of those things that if if we didn't have these kind of boundaries of separateness, people would feel more whole. It, it would be more of a community. It would be people wouldn't feel as lonely because they're like, man, I'm, I'm here with these people, with that people. But at the same time, this is me seeing this from the perspective of somebody who is in the community of separateness, somebody that grew up in a community where it's like, 30 people in one house, they might not feel this way. They might be like, nah, I want my own. I want to experience the separateness because I'm never lonely. You know, like some people might be like, man, sometimes I'm lonely. They might be like, I'm never lonely. And it would be nice to have that. So it's, it's, it's interesting, the perspectives and the boundaries we place on things based on those, those perspectives. So yeah. 
And I, I'm really trying to think of the, the types of boundaries too. So you have like personal boundaries, you have relationship boundaries, you have belongings, personal space. Now that's that's an interesting boundary too, because I know that's one that can cause a lot of turmoil. I'll share the story. Okay. I remember one time I was in the uh I was at a Six Flags and I was waiting in line. And I like to, you know, give people personal space, but there was this family, um, they like, they, they weren't from the U S but they were, you could, they, they were waiting in line too, but they were just so close together. And I just thought it was weird, but you could tell it was a cultural thing. And like, ever since that day, I've been noticing that with young kids, they don't really know that boundary either. Like you'll see friends kind of just sitting shoulder to shoulder not necessarily on purpose, but it's just like th there is no necessarily personal boundaries in, in their mind like that yet. And, and it's, these are things that are taught. And it's, it's, just, it's just interesting. Like it's, it's just a new way to, again, see things. So like if, when y'all start to go out in life, like notice the boundaries that you place on things and the limitations that you're like, this line a person sh shouldn't cross. So I'm going to say this, man, like, so first of all, the the, fun, the funniest thing about me right now where I'm at, I'm not moving, just FYI, but my signal is crazy. So it's good and then it's crazy. But I just want to apologize to everybody about me dropping out on my boy. Uh, but he he's he's hitting the, the jewels. And I, I think that at the end of the day, being being aware and paying attention to the details because we operate in this way so naturally, it's crazy. Like just just every single step we're taking making a judgment and then and building a block or building a box and building a boundary and setting setting standards as we go as if that has to be uh, has to change you are just you and that's what this show has always been about ultimately recognizing your profession and understanding that that's enough right not trying to control anything outside of yourself and again you're already inside of a box which is your body you know what i mean the only limitations are the ones that you you give yourself and 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 what you're what you're controlling but setting all these boxes outside of the body and not really recognizing the power of what's inside is just it's just a crazy thought to me man and i, I love the fact that you said just check it you know what i mean as you go around and you as you're experiencing life ask yourself the right questions why do i feel this way about this why am i responding this way about this that's why my son asking me is am i mad it's such a big deal to me right because now i get to ask myself a question and now it's not comfortable in the moment when he's looking at me with a sad face to have to try to deal with it so quickly but the reality of it is we should be we should be moving and thinking that quickly in every moment trying to figure it out so that way we can make a change or we can shift the thought process of the people that we're interacting with as well as ourselves go ahead jay yeah and i and i noticed the pattern that that kind of fits this in human lives it's like okay you're you're a kid you're learning about life you're learning about limits and boundaries and things and so you start, you start saying, okay, so this is about, this is how you're supposed to be. 
then somewhere in the middle, like maybe teenage years, you see the hypocrisy of it all. You see that, okay, y'all told me this is supposed to be this way. It's not this way. Or y'all don't hold that yourself to the standard that I've been taught to be. And, and this is like across the board. This is at schools. This could be in, in families. This could be in communities. Like you see the hypocrisy. And so there's a tendency to revolt in a sense because you're you're almost angry. Like I've, I've been living this way and you told me that this was the way to be. And, and, and you realize that those boundaries can be crossed. And so, you know, you, people might go through a revolting period, but it's also necessary because they need to see what the truth is for themselves, because how can you appreciate the truth if you haven't tried it out for, for yourselves? And then people come back around and then they say, OK, I'm going to choose the boundaries that I want. I'm going to choose the limitations. But then they make the mistake of assuming everyone is choosing the same limitations that they're choosing. And so that causes conflict when you come to somebody else who is not. And see again, that's that's uh, that's like not recognizing self, to me. You know what I mean? Like, um, the concept of everybody's thinking what I'm thinking is a crazy thing. Like, the concept of thinking everybody is processing the way that I'm processing is a crazy thing, and that's why I love the the I'm going I'm gonna call it an argument, but I'm gonna say debates as well with my wife because. To get to the bottom of it, when you when you're in a relationship with somebody and you really don't you really trying to figure it out, you would you will you would go to the micro of everything. And so me talking about the words, but the argument sometimes comes down to a word. And we're digging deep to try to understand why you thinking that's what this is, but that's not what this is. And something so simple as we grew up the same, but our definition of, of the word love is different. Most people, you know, think of love differently. Some people love has conditions. Some people it doesn't, right? So when you're talking to somebody, if you're a person that has love with no conditions, if that's, if that's what it means to you, and you're talking to somebody where love has conditions, that, that doesn't mean that they're wrong or it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that y'all are not on the same page. But something so simple is the way that we live our lives. It's something so simple as the way that we set our boundaries because my interpretation of the world is completely different than yours. I see a blue sky, you see gray, right? And because of that, that limitation or that boundary that you're setting is cutting off your world. I don't even wanna say cutting off anybody else's world, it's just cutting you off. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, shout out to Loretta. She said, here is an example of a boundary. Someone is in their room changing clothes and someone else makes a habit of opening their door without knocking. It would be a healthy boundary to stop that behavior. And then she said, sometimes boundaries are a demonstration of self-love. So that, okay, so to, to start on the, the first boundary, because this is something I thought about too. Like you have some cultures that clothing is not really a thing. It's like, it's nothing, but they don't go crazy over nudity, you know what I mean? But in cultures where clothing is a thing, people could be immoral and go crazy over nudity. And it could be it could become perverted in a way, very like very lustful in a way, um, than in a culture where it's almost nothing to hide on your body. Like you, you're 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 free. Like even if you take it to the, the story of the Bible, when they said after they felt shame, 
that's when they decided that they were naked and that they can be seen in a certain way that wasn't pure. But really, it was there. They were trying to hide from themselves in a way. So, yes, in the the boundary can be healthy in this type of society we're in. But think about it from a from a boundary less point of view. It's like, oh, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, and I, and I'm with you, and I'm with her, but I'm with you too, and I'm also with myself. I'm gonna say that. So, this is my thoughts on that, right? Does this person know that you feel some type of way about it, right? And I think that's where I, I don't know that that's necessarily a boundary. It's just what we when we talk about communication, where the communication happens, right? So. You could say, and I'm not saying that anybody should have to say it. You don't. You have to explain yourself to anybody about stuff that you don't want. You know what I mean? I, I get it. But I, if I was to come and say, hey, I am not comfortable with being seen when I don't have clothes on to this person, I'd assume that they would not come in, right? That's, that's what my assumption would be, right? Like they keep coming in at first because they don't know that I'm uncomfortable with them doing it because but but the, i think the true communication here is to yourself right i'm not comfortable with myself right so now when you understand that i'm not comfortable with myself or i'm not i don't feel i and i i guess i shouldn't say comfortable because that's not the right that's not the right word that's not what i'm meaning but my my i'm trying to think about the best way that i so i'm, I'm going to use myself as an example right i don't feel troy washington doesn't feel comfortable being naked around people. That's just me. I don't feel comfortable being naked around people. Now, I would love to be where I would be able to shrug it off my shoulders where it wouldn't mean a thing. Like, I would love to be able to be comfortable walking around naked and be confident enough in myself to know that it doesn't mean anything. But unfortunately, where I am today in my life, I'm just not. I don't want to be naked around people. So I wouldn't want somebody to be walking in the room with me when I'm naked. But again, the work is with me. Now, the communication happens when I go to them and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable with you walking in, but it's just that. It's, it's just only that because the, I'm saying that the work still had to come with me to say, hey, why do I not feel comfortable with myself? Now, this is the boundary that I've set because I haven't felt comfortable with myself and I'm not up for the task to find out why I don't feel comfortable with myself. So Troy, why don't you feel comfortable with yourself? Well, maybe my body is not the way that I want it to be. Maybe, you know, my entire life I've been shamed because, you know, my mama would always be like, eh, look at that. And so now I can do true work. Now that doesn't mean that the action is gonna change. I can later become comfortable with myself. I can later feel comfortable with my body. I can later not worry about things that hindered me when I was a kid. And I can still come back and say, hey, when I am in a room, I don't want you to come in there. And that doesn't mean anything now, but I think now the boundary is not no longer a boundary. It's just setting the stage of how I want my house to be operated in. So you, I think that's where, when we talk about boundaries, the boundaries that you set for yourself, why? Why is this truly a boundary? How can I get to the bottom of this so that way I can overcome it? It doesn't mean that I want the action to change. I still don't want you to come in a room. I just don't want you to do it. But now it's not because I have a boundary. It's just because I just don't want you to come in the room. Go ahead, Jay. Now, I don't know if that right. makes sense. No, no, it, it makes sense. And it, it is understandable. So well, two things I want to say. 
the, well, first, let me for me to read what Loretta said. Um, she said, some people work on the life challenge of assertiveness to not self-sacrifice yourself or another. And then she said, uh, yes, and don't judge what you are comfortable with. And so the, the two things that came to mind was, again, bringing up that, that biblical story, the thing that that, that stood out was uh, they, they, they said that God was like, like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Like he he played along. He respected their boundary because you, you think I remember me reading, like, how can you actually hide from God? That's not possible. But he's like, it's OK, if that's what you want, I'm going to respect your boundary. But and then on the other side, though, if we really look at it, we're the ones limiting ourselves by having any kind of boundary. It's like we want to we want to be light like. But one thing about light is that it shines and not only can it can it show you everything, you see everything like you see light and all of its glory. And I, I'm not saying walk around naked. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm you can use this for any any boundary <laughs> at all that we that we placed on ourselves. It's it's. But 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 just be mindful that like man I am carrying this this boundary. What is it about myself that I feel like I want to hide from? Like what is it that I what, what do I want to hide from God? Why am I not out in the open with this belief, with this um, way of thinking, with this idea I have, with this? And you can put any anything in there, and it's just it's just something to think about. And no no, I, and again, that's actually the that's what I was saying too. Because the thing is, I know we're talking about external factors but it always has to come back to internal factors why is this my boundary right why do i feel this way why am i responding this way now again it doesn't mean that you like you said i'm not going to just walk around naked because i just don't want to walk around naked for whatever reason right but the question <laughs> the question is why and if i can understand why and i can understand okay you know what i've removed the limitations now I'm just operating under the same uh, the same way the world is operating. We all wear clothes, so I wear clothes, right? It's not because I feel in, I don't have any boundary for myself, but so that way I can, I don't want to say fit into society, but operate it the way society is acceptable, then cool. It makes sense for me. And I think that we got to dig that deep with everything that we do, because again, a lot of the things that we the way that we operate is responsive like i'm i'm feeling this way because of these things and i love the fact that you said that god he respected where they were he respected whatever boundary that they have and generally most people do like when you set the stage most people will function within the boundaries that you set for them but the question is do you really want those boundaries for those people and if you do why go ahead jay yeah and i was thinking about like, yeah, when, when somebody says leave me alone you be like whoa and you just leave them alone uh, <laughs> but yeah but, but yeah like most people are respected but some people they'll purposely not respect your boundary just to be with other i don't know for, for whatever reason um but I, but i think that's that comes with love without conditions like okay this is their boundary i'm gonna respect it even though i don't agree with it but i will res respect this this boundary in your presence um, and, I, and I think that's that's one of the cool things, too. Like you can recognize the boundary that somebody holds, but you shouldn't necessarily get mad if somebody crosses it. Um, not say I mean, you could have a reaction to it, but I'm saying that you shouldn't hold it because they might not have been mindful of it because they have their own boundaries that they're trying to navigate as well. And it's just it's as they would say, have compassion, so to speak.
So, so I guess to 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 you want me to tell you something? I'll, I'll go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, and I and and so to the point, like most, like you said, most people will. But you are right. Some people will not respect your boundaries. Some people will not. Right. But the reason why is not always tied to ill intent either. Right. And the reason why I say that is because. Sometimes somebody won't respect the boundary because they don't have that boundary themselves and they cannot understand, like within their own world, they can't understand why that's even a boundary for you, right? Like, why are you holding on to that now? That doesn't make it right, but that's just uh that's just somebody else trying to again, I don't want to say place a boundary, but remove a boundary from you that they don't feel like you should have. And again, nobody gets to choose who has what and how they should operate their boundaries but again I, I just said that just to say that it's not always ill intent either yeah it, but but sometimes too people could purposely break your boundary because they feel theirs were broken so they're like well people go and go in my boundaries i'm gonna go in their boundaries too and just you know people it's like when people feel unheard they yell things like that so it's, it's a similar thing um but yeah so i i guess to start to wrap things up What's the takeaway from this? Like, is it is it we should put up more boundaries? Is it we should take ours down, or like or we'll go ahead. You probably didn't hear me. So so I'll, man, I'll, I <laughs> <laughs> well okay. Well, I'll say what my what my takeaway is from this is to start to be aware of your boundaries. Like like really start looking at the standards you hold people to in your life and all of your relationships, um, the, the ones the, the ones you, you try to hold people to um, think about. Yeah, just start to observe. That, that's the key. Like you don't have to change anything. Just just start to become aware of the boundaries that you that you hold. I'm going to tell you, bro, bro. Um, I can't wait to listen to season one. I mean, season four, episode one. I can't wait to listen back to it. Because this is a this was a, an amazing show for me, partly because the majority of the time you were talking to me, um, it, it said you sound like a robot, so I didn't hear it. But I, I'm I'm grateful to be able to get through and express some of these thoughts because some of the key things that you said that I've heard, um, they was they were spot on, and you know, I just think about the limitations that I could have set for myself today, right? Like or the boundaries that I could have set for myself today and how I just chose not to do that and just operate through it. So, um, man, I, I just wanted to just to tell you that I appreciate you, but I appreciate you wholly for every, um, everything that I'm agreeable to and that I'm not agreeable to uh, like just period, because by me being that way, it always has made me better, bro. Go ahead, Jay. No problem. Well, appreciate it. We finna go and wrap it up. Uh, I want to say that appreciate y'all for, for joining us found this helpful, hit that share button. Remember, we're here every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Central. And next week's topic, actually, I didn't even realize it was going to be related, but it's actually revealing what you kept hidden. So it goes hand in hand with this. But yeah, so remember, you're a perfect creation made by a perfect creator. So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect mode. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down? Or step into your perfection. Welcome to perfect mode, where there are no excuses, 
no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect!